there! Welcome to the Good Health for Busy People podcast. I'm Dr. Asha, creator of Healthy Conversations. As a national speaker, educator, published author, and wellness professional, I teach busy people the six ways to use stress to enjoy their lives. Helping us dive deeper into this Good Health conversation today is Coach Yanika Smith. Coach Smith is the owner of Optimal Fitness Empowerment, LLC. OFE is a woman-owned minority health and fitness company that specializes in fitness training and nutritional support. Since 2015, OFE has transformed hundreds of bodies via personalized programs. They offer diverse options for personal training and health coaching. Now, because she is an entrepreneur, Coach Smith knows that when it comes to building your brand, child, you have to network. However, do you get tired of dealing with people? While we should develop healthy relationships, the beginning stages of networking can often be taxing and feel so fake. If that sounds anything like your testimony, then this segment is for you. Coach Smith pours into our career and financial well-being with these good health nuggets. How to set up personal boundaries that protect your mental and personal space in professional settings. How to build your clients' confidence so they continue connecting with you to do business. How a commitment to consistency combats comparison and jealousy in both business and in life. How her company, Optimal Fitness Empowerment, LLC, secured a partnership with, what, Fabletics? And she rounds it out with three tips for networking confidently and authentically. Coach Smith, let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Good Health for Busy People podcast. I am so excited to have with me today the people's coach, Coach Yanika Smith. Welcome, Coach Smith. Hi, Dr. Asha. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. Absolutely. I know that you bring so much goodness to the Temple Fit community. Coach Smith operates as one of the faculty members of the Temple Fit Company, which is a wellness agency that teaches busy people how to stress less and achieve more. And so she has been a faculty member with us for almost a year now. I would say yeah. once we hit the end of, all right, hey, uh, I think <laughs> once we hit the end of, of 2021, it would have been a year. So we're excited to have you today to chit chat about some things and really looking at who we are in good health, who can, who we can be in good health and what capacity we have to experience all that's good in our health. So with that, Coach Smith, I would like to know, what does good health mean to you? Ooh, good question. So good health to me basically means, you know, choosing a lifestyle that's going to just improve my life overall, not just me physically, but in all the dimensions of my life, whether it's fitness, wellness, health, family, social, career, all those things intertwine together and they all affect my health. So I have to make sure that all of those are, you know, good things that are affecting me overall, overall you know, even choosing the right people to to surround myself with, because I feel like even people interaction, it's going to affect our mental 
our mental health more than we think. Most people don't understand when we interact with other people. And me, being a personal trainer, I come in contact and be in relationships with people all day long. You know, I kind of take on people's problems, but just making sure that, you know, my mind and everything is, you know, has a balance and that space is clean and healthy as well. And that provides opportunity for everything else to align, you know, with my physical health and my mental health. So all those good things play a role Mm -hmm. in in good health to me. You know what I want to emphasize from something you said, Coach Mm -hmm. Smith, that really made me kind of really put into perspective the importance of our our relationships, you said it's a choice. Yes. You you said you're choosing to put certain people around you. And I think sometimes we forget that we get to choose who we allow into our environment, Mm -hmm. even if our environment includes professional relationships, such as if we go to a nine to five professional relationships for those of us who might be entrepreneurs and have clients, like you mentioned, you have to nurture client relationships. And I would even venture to say we get to choose what type of relationships that we have with our families as well and how much we allow people to really be in our personal space. Can you share maybe for those who are kind of struggling on figuring out how to put their own personal boundaries up in professional settings? So how people are, are maybe struggling with how do I keep my environment free of toxic people? How mm-hmm. do I keep it free of negative people or Debbie Downers? Or I like to think of Eeyore, right? From Winnie the Pooh, like Eeyore. <laughs> Everything's blue. Yeah, you know, that's what I think of when I, I can feel people's energy when it's low. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, here comes Eeyore. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Can, do you have any advice for maybe how you do that when you may have a client that's, that's literally scheduled in 20 minutes? And you're like, this is this is Eeyore, right? We ain't calling your clients names. Let me let me start. Let me <laughs> no, start we're not calling that. anybody out today. You know, every every child of God is blessed. We're not calling your clients names. We're just saying they may have an Eeyore day. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, maybe it's just that Some deal. It's trait, not them. Right. They Thank you. <laughs> it's the we trait they're expressing. <laughs> so do you have any recommendations for, for us when we are in these professional environments and we where we have to work with these people in a sense? Mm-hmm. How we can set up personal boundaries to protect our like you mentioned, our mental space, Absolutely. our emotional space. How can we put those boundaries up in those professional settings? Yes, that's an awesome question because I take that super, super seriously. And it was something I actually learned over time through my fitness journey, right? Um, when I back before, you know, I was taking fitness before it was like a really lifestyle to me. I was always that yes person. I was always that person that was willing to, you know, say yes, do everything, plead a people pleaser if you had to call it that. Mm-hmm. I've been so, in that boat. <laughs> You already know, but with fitness, I think the, one of the, the, the best things that I built through fitness was confidence. And I, I, I don't know why that intertwines with me because, and everybody's different. And, you know, my confidence level wasn't always at a 10, you know, but when it reached that level, it gave me the confidence and security in myself to be like, you know what, you can choose, you can make your own decisions, you can choose these things that's going to affect your life, it's going to affect the way that you feel. Just like you said, when we when we bring people around us, their energy mm-hmm. is going to rub on us. So if I don't want your energy around me, I have the right to say no, or not today, or, you know... I can put some sort of distance or I can, you know, I can control how much interaction that I'm going to have with you. And before it was just all access. 
So I had to, over time, learn how to give people access to me. I don't mind, yeah, I don't mind talking to anyone. You know, I don't mind socializing because I love to do those things because that's my personality. As you know, I'm a very social person. I'm a very social person. I always have a smile on my face. So you're never going to come to me and I'm a Debbie Downer. I'm never going to be that type of person. So understanding that balance and how to, you know, interact with people in those ways and stay on my same level without too much deviation, because as a professional, Mm. You have to be approachable, right? You have to know how to interact with all types of people. So I tell, I say that to say is, you know, build confidence within yourself and learn your own boundaries. And so once you're comfortable in your space, then you have to teach others how to, you know, allow them that access and how to, you know, be comfortable in your space as well, because people will come to your space and try to take over control. Mm. Yes, I mm. have it all the time and you have to learn that with as a business owner again just years of experience and learning how to again be professional you know when it comes to working with people you know understanding the customer understanding people because you want them to be able to be comfortable in themselves and you want them to be happy you, you know mm-hmm. That falls in line that people pleaser, but you can't allow people to control the situation and take advantage either. So over time, just having that confidence in myself and my skill set and just learning how to control the access that people have to me has been a great benefit throughout my career. So I, I would have to, to say that. You know what? I'm over here doing snaps. So for those who can actually see me, I'm giving snaps because you bring to mind something when you talked about access and you allow people certain levels of access. And I think something that I I learned from you in this moment is number one, we have to remember we're like onions as well. So there's different Mm -hmm. layers to us and we can protect that innermost layer. And and we can also protect each layer that precedes that. Mm -hmm. And so we get to allow people a certain amount of access. Are you on layer one, layer two, layer three, layer four? Maybe you were on layer four for this season and I got to move you back out you know, to layer five, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I got, you know, I get to, to move you around because I get to choose yes. the access that I give you. And I think professionally, you remind me of something my dad actually advised me. He was mm-hmm. in mid-level management for like forever. I would say maybe like three decades, maybe four. Wow. I know daddy's an OG. He's retired now. Yeah. Uh, that's my, that's my <laughs> homie. And, um, but something he used to do, Coach Smith, is canned statements. And he even says mm-hmm. that to me now. He says, this is how you know that, like you mentioned with confidence, this is how yes. you know yes. that you are able to manage your boundaries yes. is that you have canned statements for situations. So for example, let's say that you know you have this one client, whether it be for you a fitness client, for me, it might be one of our corporate clients for Temple Fit. And this, this client always wants extra time, right? Let's say that your sessions are usually 50 minutes. I think your sessions are between 45 minutes and an hour, right? Right, And so let's say this person always wants a little little bit extra, you know? Uh Uh-huh, I know. know, And in your mind, you're like, all right now. So they always want to look. Now, if that's me, wait, pause. If that's me, Coach Smith, don't say nothing now. Don't say nothing if it's me. Okay, okay, okay. You already know. You have it. You be wrapping it up. You know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, I think it's about time now. And so uh, let's say that they always want to push the boundary there. They want a little bit more of your time. And sometimes it's really because it's the light that's glowing off of you. It's how they feel when they're around you. You know, they feel uplifted. So it's not 
a negative thing per se. They're not thinking, let me try to get more than I paid for. It's just, they want to be around you. You're, you're, yeah, you're a great person. You're light. We're all lights. And so they might want a little bit extra time with you. And something that my, my dad has taught me is to have a canned statement for a situation like that. Mm -hmm. So your canned statement may may be something like, we had an amazing time today. We were so productive. I want to encourage you right now to to go home and finish stretching for the next 15 minutes, because we want to make sure your muscles are still warm enough to get a good stretch in. So I can't wait to see you next week. And you pick up your stuff and and you walk out. And that may be like your canned statement to wrap up the appointment with the person who wants more time Mm -hmm. on my end I always say things like whenever we're scheduling a meeting and I know it's someone who may ask for a little bit of extra time number one I schedule the meeting shorter so if I want it to be a 30 minute meeting I tell them we have 20 minutes because now I've created a buffer for myself and then I will have an assistant with me or an intern with me that'll say something like just a reminder to everyone we have a hard stop in the next five minutes so we can make sure we can provide provide the perfect uh you know proposal for you or you know whatever it is we're going to deliver to them we want to give that to them and so we have a hard stop in five minutes so that we can really be diligent about your proposal and get that to you by the end of business today so we have these like canned statements these it's kind of like we can go to a, a mental file and then pull out statement one two three or four which one are we going to put in this situation and I think I do the same thing as an educator with, yeah. with students right like I'll have some very specific feedback but then there are certain situations where I'm like they didn't turn this in right I've got a canned statement so I think when we have that confidence that you mentioned when you're confident in what you bring to the table and you really look at it from the perspective of people are gleaning from me and growing with me yeah then you can set those boundaries so that you can limit the access right which layer they're going to be at and then those canned statements may be helpful for some people. So you don't feel emotionally Absolutely. like you're telling people go home, but instead, right. you know, those you feelings know. are always there. Like everything that you just said, you hit it on the head. You nailed it because like you said, we are like, people are drawn to my energy most times rather than the workout. They just want to, right. oh, they, well, they don't want to work out anymore. They want like five extra minutes to talk or to vent or something like that. But again, as a professional, you know, the same concepts, I mean, basically the same can statements that you mentioned. Great job today. I think you did really well in your workout. Here's some things that you really did good today that I also want you to work on later, you know, mm-hmm. to, pra- to practice, you know, you know, if you're go ahead and uh, finish up with some cardio, like if we're in a gym setting and they could finish up, you know, doing some other exercises that don't require me. This is what I would like you to do to wrap it up. You know, because if I have something maybe overlapping to have another client company coming in, it's like you don't want to push them out the door, you know, but you want to be let them know like I'm moving on. So at this point, you can either stay and stretch or you can stay and cool down and that sort of thing. Thank you for our session today. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yes. Come on, Coach Smith, helping us with our boundaries. I like it. (laughs) So. I know that your clients are mm-hmm. really, as we mentioned, just magnetically attracted to you. Yeah. It's, it's who yeah. you are. It's your being. And you recently celebrated six years in business. All right. Round of applause. Hey, yes. hey, hey. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pat on the so back. So excited. Yes. Pat on the back. Come on, Smith. So this is Optimal Fitness Empowerment, LLC. You've been operating for six years doing corporate fitness and personal training. And you recently posted a celebration picture with your very first 
client, which is amazing that you still have a relationship with your very first client. (laughs) And so what do you think it is that makes your clients want to stick with you or maybe they want to come back to you? Like, let's say if they've moved and they're like, I got to figure out how they stay connected to you. What what do you think that makes people want to stay with your business and, and stick with you as a client? Well, I definitely have to say, like you mentioned, you know, for the past six years, I've really, you know, been doing um, my personal training and my corporate fitness. But even four years prior to to that, I was actually working on myself and building my brand. So we're looking actually huh. at a total of 10 years combined in the fitness industry. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, all right, 10. That's, that's a milestone. Yeah. I think we should pause. Everyone pause. Okay. In your head, throw confetti. Do some cartwheels, have a parade with a band. Okay, we've celebrated. All right, keep going. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, this journey started back in about 2010. So it was a lot of trial and error. But, you know, fast forward a little bit as far as what I do to, you know, build my clients' confidence and have them coming back. I really think um, just really getting to know my clients and building a sense of trust with them. Because again, it's more more relationship building more than anything I've learned in business. Um, <laughs> you sell yourself more than anything because people can go to the next person and buy the same that product or service, but it's all about how that product or service is presented or delivered to the individual or the client. Mm, you make a good point there. So mm-hmm. how do you, how then do you drill into what your niche is? Because right. I mean, there's so many options for imaging, whether it be a personal trainer, group exercise, instructor, what have you. How do you drill into your niche and figure out your ideal client and attract that person? So, you know, building that trust is one thing, but also understanding that people have lives. So I'm also very flexible with my clients. And I try to put position um, our training in a way that's going to fit into their lifestyle and create a sustainable program to fit their lifestyle. So doing that, showing that personal attention to each client, I think it's going to is what keeps them coming back. But you create a program that's sustainable and that fits into their lifestyle that's going to be like, you know what? I like her because she really accommodates me. You know, like it, it fits. It works for them. It's a good fit. You know, I'm not saying I'm a good fit for every individual, but most of my clients, you know, they tend to be women between the ages of like 27 and 65, for whatever reason. So I'm more <laughs> mature. <laughs> I'm more mature type. I'm not saying they're people are immature because I have worked with clients, you know, in a, a younger age range. But the mm-hmm. ones that, you know, are more comfortable and stick around the longest just happen to fall within that, that, that age range. And I think it's because they have lifestyles that are busy, you know, that can be overwhelming and certain challenges that they're dealing with. And so when it comes to my training, it's very personalized. No, it's mm. not a cookie cutter type training program. It's going to be something that fits them individually. That's going to help them reach their goals. It's going to help them in a, in a mental state as well. It's hitting a lot of dimensions. It's not yeah. just one dimensional. It's not just one dimensional. I think that's important that you mentioned that you you help them with 
allowing fitness to be important in their lifestyle yeah. and for it to be sustainable. And I think especially when we look at our career wellness, right? And then we look at entrepreneurs, I think oftentimes we can look at what somebody else is doing. Yeah. And then we can say, oh man, I need to make a tweak in my program so that it can be like that because that looks like it's working for them. Right. Or we can look at what they're doing and be like, oh man, they are leaps and bounds ahead of me, even though we started at the same time. I need to make yeah. changes to, to be like that. So how do you make sure within yourself that you deal with feelings of, I don't know if it could be like jealousy, competition, feeling left behind, right? Because you have a model that's been working for you. Yeah. But then how do you work with the feelings part of that um, when it comes to others who are in your industry who may be doing something similar? Oh, that's such a good question because, you know, that challenge actually comes up a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's something that's going to happen to a lot of people or, you know, someone that's trying to really find what their niche is. But those feelings, when you run into those moments, well, me, I run into those moments when I'm either distracted or I'm feeling stagnant. Now, if I'm- Come on, uh, tell us. Come on now. I'm so serious. You know, because we have those moments, you know, like, oh, short windows of doubt. And so that's either I'm either distracted with something or I'm feeling stagnant because I always like to have a goal. I always like to be working towards something. And anytime I, I reach a goal, okay, what's the next one? I haven't figured out what that next one is yet. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm idle. And then I start looking over here. What are they doing? Or what are they doing? And it just kind of begins to drown out, you know, what, what my vision is. I start seeing what someone else is doing. It looks better at the moment, but then I have to refocus my mind on my ultimate objective and what Ooh. I see as my vision and not someone else's vision. I, I'll, I tell myself all the time because I do a lot of Instagram. Like that's my main platform for um, my fitness training and really my brand is, you know, I don't use it as a sales platform so much. It's more just how I built my brand over time. So people can understand, learn me, who I am, what I do and see my passion for what I do. So I follow and that relationship. Lot. They can begin a relationship with you, like, like you mentioned before. Yeah, because that's kind of the age that we're in right now. And I follow so many other fitness, um, you know, Instagram pages and things like that. And everything was good and you kind of get caught up in the social media. Everybody wants a quick fix. They, they love these little quick videos and, you know, they're, they're drawn to those things. They're drawn to these beautiful bodies. And it's like, well, maybe I should do something like that because that's what everyone is drawn to. But I have to stop and think about the, the overall picture, you know, mm. what mm. are they actually going to gain from that compared to what they can gain from my program? Because my program is set up a different way. Like you said, I do have a model for my business and my fitness training. And I'm pretty sure that person has a model for theirs. I haven't talked to that person. We have not collaborated on anything. I don't know what their ob objectives are for their, you know, their model, their brand. And I have to remind myself that all the time that their vision is not my vision. So I was mm. kind of to refocus myself, you know, back towards my objectives and those type of things. Um and that's just my personality. You know, I've always been a team player. And to say, you know, I, I, that actually, matter of fact, that's kind of like how we kind of linked up to. We always, I always reach out to collaborate, things like that. So I'm not like a, 
I don't want to work that person. I'm a very collaborative type person. Absolutely. But yeah, because I think, you know, you can reach more people as partners, you know, sometimes two is better than one type thing, but yeah. I don't ever want to drown, drown out what my vision is for optimal fitness or where my goals are. That's so the whole word. No, no competition. I'm always, <laughs> always in competition with myself. And that's what I stop and tell myself. So when you have those moments, when you mm-hmm. are feeling distracted, because you mentioned distraction and stagnancy yeah. being those two key things that pull us from our calling into competition, right? So when you, you're starting to feel like I'm stagnant and you're distracted, what are, what can you do or what are you doing to inspire you to focus? Like, or who are you <laughs> with? Do you confide in someone? Where are you? What do you, what space do you give yourself to, to dream big and then drill back into to focus. How do you set those environments and atmosphere, atmospheres up for yourself? Yeah, for me, it's always personal development. I go right back to the basis, pen and paper, sit mm. down, write those goals out. You know, what are my ideas that I want to get out of my head and put it onto paper, get that clarity. Because a lot of mm. times it's here. All the distractions are here because I know me, I'm an overthinker. Um uh, I think you might have said in your podcast, you know, we just get inside our own heads. I am that person. I get inside my own head. And so I just go back to pen and paper, prayer, meditation, and just, you know, resetting those goals out because, you know, you don't write goals down one time. It's something that you continuously do. And for me, that's what I go back to. Personal development, reading books, you know, finding ideas, redefining what my business model is for one, because that's always a revolve. Oh my God, that's always happening. How can I make my business better or my service better that I'm working on to add that value to it? So you always want to go back to the drawing board, see where you can improve in, fill in little holes or, you know, things that are missing to make it better, because that's, again, going to keep you busy. But you're also adding Mm -hmm. value to your product where, again, you're going to end up standing out against the competition, right? Because when Mm -hmm. you think about it, everybody on Instagram is doing the same exact thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's a different body um, most of the time. So I always go back to the drawing board and see, you know, what my business model looks like and where I can improve in on what I'm doing right now because it's not broken, Mm-hmm. It works. That's good. Yeah. I just have to find a way to put it out there in a different, you know, channel or different um, perspective where it grab people's attention or whatever I'm looking for, what goal I want to get out of that, what I'm looking to gain. Well, I tell you what, you certainly grabbed our attention with your partnership with Fabletics. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me tell y'all about Coach Smith. And I remember, let me go back to where, how we met. So originally, we met at the inaugural Women at Work conference. Shout mm-hmm. out to Stephanie. And oh, no. I was speaking that that yeah. year. And I believe my topic was spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a picture from the official photo reel from Women at Work of you stopping me afterwards. Oh, girl. Because they were serving food. Listen, and I was starving. And I had just spoken. So I hadn't eaten. If you're a speaker, most of the time, we don't eat before we speak just because, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. because you can't hold it down Mm -hmm. or you don't want stuff Mm -hmm. in your teeth or whatever. And so I remember in my mind going, that food showed us smell good. I'm about to go get me a plate. (laughs) And then here comes Coach Smith smiling, walking up to me. And I I do remember my mind going, wow, she's she's really beautiful. I just remember that you radiated. And I was like, oh, she's coming to me. She's coming to (laughs) me. I said, okay. I said, all right, stomach. 
All right, I need you to comply so we can have this conversation. And I am so glad that you did that um, because we have re- remained connected. Mm-hmm. There's a, literally a picture of us engaging in dialogue that's from the official I photography reel. I will get it to you. It's, I should actually post it. I will post you it when should. we post this podcast because it is a, a true testament of what it looks like to have those relationships that you mentioned to collaborate community over competition is something that I, that I always see in my mind. But then I also think that's what makes you stand out. That, oh, and so yeah. I mentioned that because you are willing to open yourself up and commit, connect with people just like you did with Fabletics and you caught everyone's eye when you partnered with Fabletics. And so how did you begin that partnership and how have you evolved in that partnership with Fabletics? Okay. So I do want to speak on when when we first met really quick because okay. <laughs> that is that is a day I'll never forget. That is an uh, introduction that I will never forget because when I heard you speak, I literally can remember that 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 presentation that day. And it was so relatable and it just grabbed my heart and took out my soul because you were saying, don't let our work, let our work become our gift. I think it was. Oh, yes. You got to release the grind and grab the gift. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Release the grind and grab the gift. It it was the conversation was about do you enjoy your work? Your work. Spirituality of it. Yeah. 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 And it was so on point because that was what I needed to hear. And then the communication, your delivery was just so amazing. You were just funny and you were straight to the point and you just spoke it was just girl I can give you a a, a 10 25 I'm gonna take stars. you I'm gonna uh-huh. take you with me on a road coach Smith please I still <laughs> have a video in my phone I recorded <gasps> you girl I would got my wow. camera I recorded a majority of that um speech it is still in my phone yes ma'am oh that's so encouraging thank you for, thank you. for sharing no, that that encourages me and my gift so you thank you wow that was beautiful so, you know, with Fabletics, I've always loved, you know, their products, their clothing wear, and I frequent their store all the time here. Um, it's actually not too far from my house. And so I will go in the store all the time and um, shop even online, but they have, they mm-hmm. offer an awesome affiliate program for fitness professionals, number one. Wow. Yeah. So they actually have a program, affiliate program for fitness professionals. And because I frequent the store so regularly, I really got acquainted with the store manager. And so again, you know, just have Back to relationships, <laughs> collaboration and relationships. That's, That's the theme. That's it. I stepped to her. I presented, you know, my services to them. She loved my energy and my personality and welcomed me to do the in-store classes. And it just basically went from there. I mean, like you said, that energy and stepping up. And I still do do that to to this day. If it's someone in the room that I want to meet and they're doing something, I'm going to walk with that person and just introduce myself and take it from there. Oh, I love it. So I, before we wrap up, I want to ask you another question about okay. how you do that. And then we'll go into sharing contact information because I know these people want to connect with you because you're just so amazing. So so you mentioned that no, no matter what space you're in, if someone is there, you want to meet, you walk up to them. Mm-hmm. Can you help us, right? Help us help ourselves, Coach Smith. Okay. Some of us get intimidated in those kinds of situations, whether it be because we're truly introverted, whether it be because we're not sure what to say, we're going to mix up our words, whether we're concerned about what they may think of us, or even if we have, are we worthy of going up to somebody and speaking right. to them? Like, that you part. know, 
all of that stuff just kind of goes through mm-hmm. the mind beforehand. And so we've got all these hurdles we got to jump before yeah. we can even approach the person. Yeah. So can you give us maybe some advice or tips on how you how you prepare yourself mentally to say, I'm going to go speak to that person. Mm -hmm. And then what is it that you may actually say? Like when Mm -hmm. you, how do you know that what you're going to say is how you want to best present yourself? Like, what do you say to them so that you can start that, that dialogue, that conversation and essentially start that relationship? Gotcha. So, I mean, you definitely hit one point on the head where you have those feelings of worthiness. Like, am I really worthy to go up and talk to this person? Because normally it's going to be in some networking type of setting and they've either presented something or, you know, they've probably been in business longer than I have or they're some, someone in a higher role, maybe like an executive role. And here I am, mm. little little Yannicka, you know, her small business, but it's a good one though. But it's it good we growing it, we growing it. But <laughs> yeah, so I always have those feelings, but I'm a very observant person and I go into those network um, opportunities with intention, number one. I'm going mm. with a purpose. I'm going in with a purpose and I have intention. So I always keep that in mind. What am I here for? I, I didn't just come here to show up, you know. True. It has to be some value there. And so um, I'm very observant. So whether they've spoken or they may be dressed very nicely, I kind of put my, actually in my mind, I would do a reverse introduction. Like say, for instance, if that person wanted to you know, come up and speak to me and they say, hi, I'm so, so what would I kind of like say back to them that would kind of make us feel on the same page or the same level? Yeah. And something so to relate not, to each other on. Like yeah, something relatable between the two relatable Because yeah. everybody might not be approachable. I know I'm an approachable person, but everybody might not be that type of person. So I try to find something where I've heard them say something and they look very nice. So I pr- approach that person and I'll make them a comment. You did a wonderful job on your speech today. I really like this point. When you mentioned this, you know, I'm going to highlight something that they said. If they're dressed very nice, you know what? I just really like that outfit that you have on. What is it that you do? Like, if I don't know exactly what they do or, but I, you know, something to that nature, the compliment is going to, I'm going to show something genuine and just generally interest first before I dive in. Hi, I'm Eureka. I do this and I do that. No, I'm a person. We people, they probably get that 24 seven all day long. So again, I just want to become, you know, step to someone and be approachable and just let them know I'm very, you know, a normal person. I don't want anything from you because I know a lot of people feel like when people approach them, they want something from them. Mm. And I don't want that, that initial feeling of, you know, this person wants something from me when they approach me, I don't want to give that off. So I think about that first and I, I create in my mind, what can I say that can show my genuine interest in them and just let to know we're, we're just want to interact right here. That's pretty much it. <laughs> we're just trying to be humans, man. We're just trying to be humans out here. I love it. So I, I got down, go with intention. Yes, purpose and intention. Go with the purpose and find something relatable mm-hmm. to bring up when you approach them. Right. Find something that on the same level to not make it seem like they're more worthy than me and I'm here because you want to have that confidence level, right? You don't want to walk up to someone, hi, you know, I'm the... no, when I start right. to be, my head is going to be high. I'm still going to be professional. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look nice and strong and confident in what we're talking about. It may not initially be business opportunity that second, but I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a piece of Yanika so you can know who Yanika is first and then we'll get to whatever it is that, you know, 
that's really going to come because sometimes it might not even be business. Like say for us, it's trying to be more personal than anything and then the mm-hmm. business thing. So Absolutely. I want more, yeah, I want more of the connection more than anything. <laughs> uh, Coach Smith, we got to keep learning from you. How can the listeners connect with you? Any social handles you want to share, website? Mm-hmm. What's the best way for them to connect with you? All right, awesome. So my website is www optimal fitness empowerment llc.org it's kind of long but uh <laughs> instagram is opt fit life that's o-p-t-f-i-t-l-y-f-e on instagram i'm also on linkedin under optimal fitness empowerment llc on facebook optimal fitness training and then on twitter as outfit life Awesome. And we'll make sure we get all of that in the show notes for you all so you can stay connected with Coach Janika Smith. Coach Smith, thank you for helping us to live in good health. Thank you for having me here and allowing me to share my gems with you guys as well. Thank you for listening. Remember to download Self-Care in 5 Minutes. That's your freebie the affirmation of the month, another good health freebie, and the show notes from this episode at dradshacom backslash podcast. When you head there, you get what you missed and you share what you loved. This has been the Good Health for Busy People podcast with Dr. Asha. Mm-hmm.